Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Agua. Hi, welcome to Leading with Empathy, a business podcast. I am your host, Darren Kaplan, and today we're going to be talking about listening. How many times have you been in a in a business conversation or a social environment where someone is saying, you're not listening. You're just not listening. You're not hearing me. And as we talk about empathy on this show, I'm going to break down for you today ways to listen. Yeah, there are, there are several ways to listen. And today we're going to teach you a little bit about how to listen and get you to a place of empathetic listening. So let's break it down for you. And I'm going to share a few stories along the way. So the first type of listening is, let's call it critical listening. And what does critical listening look like? Well, if we've watched TV in the last 10 years and we see a political candidate on TV, whether he be a red candidate or blue candidate, sometimes when the red candidate comes on, you're not listening. You go right into that critical mood. Maybe you're, you tense up a little bit. You're not listening to what they're saying because they're saying something that someone from a red state will say. Or maybe it's someone from a blue state. And you're just listening with that critical of, I told you, I don't believe, I told you, I don't believe. That also, also can happen in business where sometimes you walk into a room and there's someone maybe you just, you just don't get along with. So it doesn't matter what he or she says, you're going to be critically listening and jumping, jumping, jumping. Not very productive. There's another type of listening. That's active listening. We see that most commonly when we go see a doctor. And that doctor is sitting there and just really asking what happened? How did it happen? Does this hurt? Does that hurt? He listens or she listens more like a recording, not a lot of emotion, but just curiosity of like, how, how'd you do this? Why'd you do this? Then there is another type of listening that we see called informal listening. And that one we all do the best. That's the one where we're on our cell phone texting and someone is talking to us and we're like, yeah, 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 I got it. Yep. Yep. I got it. Yep. Yep. Did you get it? Did you not get it? And that one I think also leads to the most, you're not listening. We're going to spend most of our time today talking about empathetic listening and where I want everyone to get to that place, hopefully by the end of the show, I'll just be more aware of empathetic listening. It'll help you both in business and personal relationships. Uh, I'd want to start with the headline that you know, people always say, you got one mouth and two ears, right? Why don't we use both ears? What you're going to learn today is some advice that I was given. You know, you also have one heart and two eyes. And part of empathetic listening 
is to listen with the heart, listen with your eyes, and of course, listen with your ears. So I'm going to tell you a story. I'm running a company in San Francisco, and one of my investors says to me, there, there is this, there's this guy you need to meet. There is, he is the CEO whisperer. You have to spend time with him. I'm, I'm excited. CEOs have challenges, building culture, understanding customers, customer use cases, how to delight customers. There's a lot of stress being in a CEO position. So I was delighted to meet someone who is a CEO whisperer. I get introduced to him. His name is Stuart. Stuart is a very, very successful Wall Street CEO. You can judge that maybe based on what he owns. Beautiful house in Palm Beach, beautiful house in East Hampton and in New York City. Travels the world, runs a big company, and he's got a big heart. So you can judge him based on maybe what he owns, where he lives, or just the heart he has. So I got to sit down with Stuart, and it was an incredible conversation. There were some challenges I wanted to talk to him about. And the 20 minutes felt like 20 seconds. And we've all left these conversations where you just, you feel good. Tough conversation, but you, you left that conversation maybe feeling a little bit smarter. Stuart agreed to meet with me again, then again, then again, and was just lucky enough to have Stuart say, yeah, I want to mentor you, spend more time with you, and we spent years together. So it's probably after our, our first year together, I sat down with Stuart and I said, how do you do it? How do you just let me talk about some really important business issues, be very vulnerable, and you don't judge. You just sit there and you listen. And not only do you listen, you guide me to make, I think, the decision that's right, but you still make me feel like I made the decision even though you've helped craft that decision. And Stuart taught me a few things. And what Stuart said to me, and he was the first that said it, was I listen with my eyes and I listen with my heart. And I said, I'm not sure if I understand what that means. Well, he said, well, I try to listen beyond the words that you say. I try to listen for the pain that you're, that you're going through. Your, your words might not say it, but I try to listen for that pain. And I use my eyes to look at the shoulders, the body language, how you make eye contact. And of course, I listen with my ears. And then when I use my, my mouth and I open up my mouth, I try to be thoughtful in what I say. I might say things like, what I thought I heard you say is blank. I think you're going through this type of emotion. Is that true? But what you'll never hear me say when I open up my mouth is, I told you so. <laughs> I could have seen that coming. Why would you do something like that? Because that, if you will, stops this, the humility, the curiosity, and the empathy of this conversation that we're having. Of course, you're coming to me because there is a problem, and I'm here to help you get through it. 
The other thing Stuart would do, which I loved when he did this, we would get into some pretty long conversations. Sometimes they'd be well over an hour. Stuart would end longer conversations with this great line. This is my Sunday sermon on a Tuesday, right? So if we were speaking on a Tuesday, or if we were speaking on a Friday and we'd get into something, he'd say, you know what? This is my Sunday sermon on a Friday. So as we lead with empathy, and we are now in a place where work is both in-person and remote, it's really, really important that we understand the, the power of empathetic listening. We're going to be in meetings both in person, and we're going to be in meetings in Zoom. And if we can get to a place of curiosity, humility, and empathy, the meetings, first of all, will be a lot more enjoyable. Right? You don't want to be in a, in a meeting that's a critical meeting where it's all, ah, I told you so, I was the first to tell you that wouldn't work. Not very productive. If anything, destructive. You don't want to be in critical type meetings. You want to be in meetings where you might not agree with maybe the direction, you might not agree with someone's point of view. But just be in a place where you're curious to understand why they think that. Be in a place of curiosity to understand the passion they have around it. Because again, it might not be the words that they're saying. Really get to the place where it's the words that they're not saying. Look at their body language. Look at their eyes. Look at their facial expressions. You will learn a lot about them if you just do these little things. So again, yes, you have one mouth and two ears, but you have one heart and two eyes. That's how we should be listening. And what I wanted to do as we talk about listening and we're thinking about work, work-life balance, there is a lot going on right now about how to work. Right? You have employees voicing, you know, their desire to sometimes work remote versus work in the office. So we're talking about uh, some of the data that we're seeing about people wanting to go back to work or not wanting to go back to work. Hey, Fernando, do me a favor. McKinsey just put out a report. Can you pull up the chart that we're going to be talking about? And to everyone, this is a chart that's titled um, Going Back to a Fully On-Site Model will have significant talent implications, AKA, you bring me back, I'm quitting. So now on this chart, what I want you to look at, the chart actually breaks down Asia, Australia, Europe, Latin America, US, and then a total. But what we wanna look at is, is just the US line. And what we see in the US line is 12% of the people surveyed would say they're very likely leaving if you ask me to come back full-time. 16% said, yeah, they're pretty likely leaving or switching jobs if you ask me to come back full-time. So think about that. It's 12 plus 16, 28%. 28% of that workforce is going to leave if you ask me to come back full-time. 
At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So again, we're talking about listening. We don't want critical listening. These are not demands. But we just really want to understand why. Why is that number that number? And who? Are those the high performers? Or are those the the group of the workforce that say, I could do my job from home. I could do my job. My job, nine to five. Again, career is five to nine. And... Um, what's also interesting about this, and and do me a favor, Fernando. There's another chart I, I want to bring up. Um, this this chart as was trying to get clarity post COVID of listening, you know, employees listening to employers, and employers listening to employees. So this chart talks about what is like that that sweet spot, and what McKinsey is showing is right now that the sweet spot is three days, and the title is um, the majority of employees would like to work from home at least three days per week. It's interesting. Like, what does that mean? 31% of the people polled, 31% of the people really wanted to work from home five days a week, right? But um, the majority is still bucketed in a a three day a week. Um, And again, we don't want to be confrontational. We don't want to say, come back to work or you don't have a job. We're trying to be more empathetic listening and just understanding why. And what can we do as employers to increase that productivity? So it it kind of made me think about how companies and leadership listen. And again, how employees listen to leadership. How are we listening? And I actually posed this, this question to Stuart. He's someone I lean on. And I was trying to ask him, you've run big companies. These are big decisions. How do you see it? And we had just a conversation, curiosity, empathy, and a couple of laughs. And what he said to me was something, um, it just kind of poked me a little bit. And I said, I never thought of it that way. And he was saying, in work, when someone is working, whether you're in the office or at home, nine to five is your job. Five to nine is your career. Nine to five is your job. Five to nine is your career. And I was thinking, gosh, that's right. A lot of people forgot that. He went on to say, you know, when when God created the world, he worked for six days rested on one. 
He worked for six days, rested on one. It was a Sunday. And right now, maybe there's a lot of people that are doing the opposite. They're working one, resting six. It's not right or wrong. It's just right now with what's going on, there's that feeling of you work one, you rest six. So how do we tie this together? Well, when we read the, the data, when we look at the charts and we are asking employees, do they want to come back or not? 30% McKinsey, McKinsey just did a study. We're going to show it and we'll add it to the show notes. McKinsey did a study. About 30% of employees say they want to work from home. And if they don't, they're going to leave. It's a big number, 30% of your workforce. And it just, again, got Stuart and I thinking. When you ask those 30 people, those 30% of people, what they say is, I could do my job from home. Maybe they might use different words, but let's say, again, I can do my job from home. And it just had us have this conversation of, okay, let's look at this people and we look at workforces. What we've then dug into, Stuart and I were talking about this, we were asked our friends, our cohorts, what we realized was <clears throat> when we asked that same question to high performers, when we asked the same question to people who wanted to really rocket ship where they were in their career, gosh, they wanted to be in the office. They want to be in the office. They're thinking, again, my job is nine to five, my career is five to nine. And then when we started to ask people we know that were middle management that maybe have been in their job for many years, that was where we got the most signal around, I can do my job from home. I can do my job from home. Then we asked the same question to people just out of college entering the workforce. They want to be in the office. They never experienced the office. So when we're listening and we're learning, there's a few things. One, it was great to hear that, gosh, high performers, you know, they are driven. They want to have that sense of in-office, serendipitous meetings. They want to be with people. They're seeing that this is a moment of time for me to get, maybe create wealth, get to the next ladder. ladder. Then again, when there's that people that have been in there, their work for quite some time, it's, yeah, I get the work done. So we started to spend more time again on the people that say, I can get my work done from home. I could do it from here. And then when we dug into that question, you know, we learned a lot from, from, from that little bit of a cohort. Some of them have families, younger kids, and it's a nice flexibility to have that flexibility and flexibility is, is, is quite important. Um, and some of the work was not as challenging. So they have the ability to, let's call it, work that one day take off sex. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but it's a one day take off sex. And what I hope I'm doing today is just shining a little bit of a light on the data. 
because again, we are asking, right? That means we're asking, we need to listen. We're asking, do you want to be back in the office or do you not want to be back in the office? I don't want to be confrontational. I don't want to say, if you're not back in the office, you're gone. That's also not my style. I'm not sure if that is as productive as, as others, but it works. But I really want to get a sense of, of why. And if the answer is, I can do my work from home, I don't think that's strong enough right now. I want to push that a little bit under, I want to push that a little bit. Maybe we as employers are not inspiring you enough to do more. And I want to learn why. I want all managers to really push that question of not more work to give you more work, but gosh, we're building a company here. That's why we do the work. What else can we do for you to get you so excited that it's not just I could do it from home, it's I want to be around maybe in the office and with other people to do it with. So, so Stuart has taught me a, a, a great deal about listening. And now when I'm in conversations, I try to be even more open, more aware of it. When I read information about employees, about big meaty topics where it's, sometimes a line. If you don't do this, I'm not coming in. I really want to go into that understanding, the why behind that. And as a leader, I might not have all the answers, but I want that person to feel that he, she are being listened to. And in business, we strive for alignment versus agreement. Let's make sure we're all aligned. And what we try to do on the, the Leading with Empathy podcast is bring these business concepts to everybody, make you just a little bit smarter. Maybe use this in the next meeting you have or maybe on your next date. Because listening, what we never want to hear is you're not listening. So what I hope after you hear this podcast, when someone says you're not listening to me, now, maybe again, you're on your phone and again, you're informally listening. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I'll get it done. That doesn't lead to a great relationship. You know? And don't be the person that when someone talks to you or needs advice, your first answer is, well, I could have seen that coming. You didn't see that? You're an idiot. Um, everyone has seen that. You don't want to be that. So get to a place of empathy. Be humble have humility, have empathy, because if that person is coming to you with a problem or point of view, they're passionate about it, they need some help, reach out and help them. Um, so I wanna thank you again for being part of, of this show. This is, uh, my name is Darren Kaplan, and this is the Leading with Empathy podcast. And we look forward to having you join us on the next show.